0: Hello and welcome to Movieology. I am your host, Cy Least, and I am so excited to be back. It's been a while since I did my last podcast. That was not intentional, but I really wanted to take my time and make sure that my heart was in the right place and my motivation for doing it was where it needed to be. I thought that now is the time to come back. I know there is a lot of concern and a lot of fear right now about the coronavirus and it's really impacting the entertainment industry and i thought that i could do a podcast about that however i decided not to one because i fully acknowledge that Movies in Hollywood and the entertainment industry is not the primary concern right now. And I did not want to misconstrue that through highlighting the ramifications of the coronavirus in Hollywood. Although I do think it's very interesting. So if you want to hear about that, let me know. But I didn't want to misconstrue my message and my intention behind doing that. And also, with the school closures nationwide and with global places closing and Disney World gone and all these things. I think A lot of people, regardless of if you're really afraid of it or if you're not that concerned about it, I think everyone doesn't want to dwell on it and wants to continue to live their life and look forward to things and have things to look forward to. So I didn't want to continue that fear-mongering or anything like that through this podcast. I want to keep it fresh and upbeat and give you something to look forward to and anticipate. So I have chosen not to dwell on the coronavirus and one unfortunate thing that has been going on is a lot of movies are pulling out of theaters. Mulan is gone from the slate, A Quiet Place Part 2, New Mutants, James Bond, they've all gone. Fast and Furious 9. So these movies that are in theaters right now are going to be the only ones for a little bit. So you may be wanting to get out in the theater, that may sound stupid, but if you coop people up for too long, they're going to want to get out. So if you do want to go to the movie theaters, I thought I would do a review for you of The Invisible Man, a movie I highly recommend, and I'll get into why in a little bit. But I wanted to do this, I have a lot of ideas, and I'm hoping now that I have some extra time at home, I can do some more podcasts, I have a lot of ideas for things that I think you'd enjoy. But I wanted to start with something a little more simple and something that actually could Give you something to do and and give you an idea if you wanted, if you felt comfortable going out, this is definitely something that I would recommend to you. So I am going to get into my review of Invisible Man. This was written and directed by Lee Whannell. It's been out for a few weeks. You maybe have seen it, maybe not. It has been a big financial success with a budget of only $7 million. It's already crossed the $100 million mark worldwide. So, huge money maker doing very well for itself. It's not just about how much money you make, it's also in looking at your budget. So, considering the budget of this movie is so minuscule, it's making back so, so much. I mean, more than 10 times, 15 times its budget, it's made back. So, this is a very successful movie, critically acclaimed with a Um, 91% Rotten Tomatoes score, very high. This is a psychological thriller slash horror movie. I would classify it as a thriller with horror elements. It is rated R, but I would not say it's a hard R rating. A little bit of language, but nothing extreme. Some scenes of violence, but I I think they could have made this PG-13, but they wanted to go for it with an R rating, which is totally fine. I get that. But just know that if you go into it, it's not Texas Chainsaw. Actually, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not that gory at all. You don't see much. What's a violent movie? What's a violent example? The Revenant. Oh my goodness. It is not The Revenant. It's not hard R. So this movie was written, directed by Lee Winnell. And if you continue to listen to my podcast, you will hear me probably more often than not highlight and praise movies that have writer-director pair combos like meaning one person wrote and directed it I think this often yields really high quality entertainment because it's one person's singular vision so there's going to be a fluidity between the writing of it and the shooting of it that can can be done through through Separate people, but there's a unification that happens when someone writes and directs it that I have found to be very successful for a lot of people. Not always. Some people don't need to write and direct their same stuff because it gets way too lost, but I've seen this happen a lot to great success. And this Invisible Man film is a prime example of that. You can tell that Lee Winnell had a clear vision for updating this old story it's based on a property that universal had in the 1930s the plot was very different than this movie right now it was about a man who was working on something doing scientific experiments and accidentally turned himself invisible and what turned him invisible also made him go crazy and go on this murderous rampage but as you can imagine in the 1930s the content is very different than what it would be now the plot of this Invisible Man remake is a woman named Cecilia and she escapes an abusive and toxic relationship at the hands of her boyfriend. He is a huge guy in the tech company, specifically optics and, and visual cameras and glasses and those types of things. So he's a multi-millionaire, very successful, and he was very controlling and abusive to her. She escapes that uh, environment and seeks refuge with her friend and her sister but sooner than later things start to happen and she feels as though her ex-boyfriend has become invisible and is doing things to taunt her and ruin her life this is a slow burn movie it starts out very slow pace very character developing And it's one of those, about 20 minutes in, I realized that the success of the movie is fully dependent on how they end it. Because if you watch a really slow movie, but it ends in a powerful, satisfying way, you appreciate that it started with a more character-developing, more world-building plot. Or, not plot, lack of plot, I guess. But if it ends with a fizzle and not with a bang, then you feel as though you've wasted your time, and it goes from slow to boring. The line between slow and boring is very thin, (laughs) razor sharp, and many people don't agree on which movies are slow, in quotes, and which movies are flat out boring. I found this, the ending of this movie very satisfying, and I think it makes the first half of the movie much more effective, because on a rewatch, I believe I would actually enjoy it more a second time. So know that going in, you may enjoy it more a second time when you know where it's headed because you won't be confused as to why is nothing happening or why is it taking so long to get here. When it hits, it hits. And I think it would reward a repeat viewing when you know that. So it know that it is a slower movie. This is not an action, real, plot-heavy movie. It's a simple premise But that being said, I'm gonna go back to the writer director commentary that I made earlier in that I feel as though Lee Winnell squeezed every ounce of potential out of this premise that he could. The set pieces in this are wonderfully creative, really well filmed, and do justice to the idea of an invisible man. There's particularly a scene in a hospital area that, if you've seen the trailer, which I would not advise watching the trailer, it gives way too much away, in my opinion, but there is a scene set in a hospital that, even though I'd seen clips of it and I thought I knew where it was going, it was so thrilling, and I really felt as though they were doing justice to the idea of this invisible man wreaking havoc, and that happens multiple times throughout the movie. They're really ingenious hooks throughout there are a lot of times when you'll watch a movie and you'll think well that was such a great idea but they squandered it or this would have been so good if the dialogue had not been garbage and I find that with this movie you leave feeling the opposite that they had a concept they wanted to reboot this monster movie but that they really took the time to find someone that had a great idea and could write a script that would do justice to the idea of an invisible man so that is the biggest thing that I want to touch on is I felt very satisfied and I, you could feel the creativity coming to fruition through Lee Winnell and I really appreciated that as an audience member. The other thing I really want to touch on with this movie is that it works both on the surface level and also it has a deeper meaning attached to it. The surface level of the story is the synopsis I briefly described of this woman who believes an invisible man is trying to ruin her life, the invisible man being her abusive ex-boyfriend. But the movie also is a warning sign to everyone about what happens when we don't believe victims of abuse and we don't listen to their stories. I find this message very powerful. So many people can relate to feeling as though they're not being heard and people don't believe what has happened to them. I think this movie does a great job making an entertaining story that you can totally watch and have a good time with, but also it does make you think and it's very relatable in an unfortunate and upsetting way. This movie, I feel, has made all the more powerful and disturbing due to how, unfortunately, commonplace this type of scenario is, even though the specifics of an invisible man taunting someone is outlandish. The fear that's instilled in the audience member, I believe, is so powerful because of its message. And I, speaking to both my mom and my grandmother who saw it with me, they both felt as though the story really spoke to them and experiences that they've had, and I find that to make something so over-the-top and such a zany idea hit so close to home for so many people, and especially a lot of women who have been abused and not believed or have had things happen to them that was ignored. I think this does make a very powerful statement, and it's very commendable also, Elizabeth Moss, killed it i was gonna say slayed it she did both she killed it and she slayed it she did a phenomenal job playing the the lead role she commands the screen she holds the entire runtime of the movie this she's in almost all the movie she does a great job being believable and And I love that she's a strong woman, but she's not a Mary Sue, which if you don't know what that means, a Mary Sue is a term that movie lovers use to describe a female character who's seemingly unstoppable, has limitless potential, no hardships, no struggles, and she is simply a strong female character with no depth. That's what a Mary Sue is. And I think they really avoid this with her in the sense that she has so much PTSD from this relationship that she's been in. And you don't see her suddenly overcome it, and you don't see her suddenly get this wherewithal of, well, I'm just going to defeat this, this guy that's stalking me. She has a lot of emotional turmoil as well as the physical turbulence that she's put through, and I think that really helps sell the story. And she is, does a phenomenal job. There's a scene that made me audibly gasp because of what happened, but it, it was really a fantastic showcase for her talents, and I think that she really brings it in every scene, and it's she does an amazing, amazing job, and I hope people are paying attention to her and that she gets more work off of this, because I would love to see her in future projects. I I think she has a lot of talent and I have not watched The Handmaid's Tale. That's not really my thing, but I know she's won a lot of accolades for that and I can only imagine how how great she is with that disturbing story as well. So I want to highlight Elizabeth Moss. The only cons for this movie that I would say is it is a little slow in the beginning, which I don't think that's a bad thing, but the reason I say that as a con is that it is fully dependent on you enjoying where they go with it. So there is a chance that if you don't buy into what they're selling at the end that you may not like it however i find that it's very entertaining the audience cinema score for this movie was really high the reviews have been great so that's that's not a huge thing, but I do want to mention that's, that's my main critique of the movie. But it, it, overall, I mean, it's certainly not perfect. It's not one of those masterpiece films that you watch and your jaw hits the floor. But I do think as a psychological thriller it is way better than it had any right to be. And it does make a really important statement with it. And I love horror movies. I always ignored them when I was younger. They freaked me out. But when I saw The Shining for the first time senior year and absolutely fell in love with it. And Don't Breathe was another one that I really enjoyed, even though it doesn't have a deeper message. It's so well made. And ever since senior year, I've really fallen in love with horror movies. And I would have to say they're one of, if not my favorite genre of movies, which is crazy. But it's really because there has absolutely been a horror renaissance of these fantastic horror movies that not only Pack a punch viscerally, but they also have very important stories to tell and a lot of deeper meanings and conspiracy theories to get into with them. And I absolutely love that. That is my favorite thing. And The Invisible Man is a worthy addition to that catalog. So that is my review of The Invisible Man. Please stay safe out there. Please wash your hands. And I am certainly thinking about everyone. And this is really a time to reflect and reconnect with what's truly important and I am by no means saying that going to the movies is the best thing to do or anything like that but I do think that we're all looking for something to uplift us and have something to anticipate and absolutely I would definitely give this a try if psychological thrillers are your thing I think you will leave very impressed at the craftsmanship that's on display as well as the entertainment value especially in the second half once the slowness kind of dissipates so thank you so much for listening I hope you all are doing well enjoy some extra time home if if you've been fortunate enough to get it and just uh, enjoy enjoy this time. Every day is a blessing. So thank you all so much for listening and I will see you in the next one.